I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code MAGIC for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you.
and the key is that we don't make decisions from those places. We don't make decisions from like other people's expectations or fears or emotions or ideas. And we kind of learn how to tap into our own inner decision-making authority is what we call it. Our own inner authority to kind of make decisions that are correct for us every single time. So helping people understand like what it feels like to be connected to that and also where they're the most likely to get taken off track so they can cultivate the awareness and be like, oh, I see I'm in my shadow here. Like, let me move back into my wisdom. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel. Now, got something that I need to discuss. I have this little nudge, this little feeling that is telling me, um, you need to talk about this because others are indeed experiencing it as well because the energy is intense these days. <laughs> I don't know about you, but since the birth of this most recent full moon, I have not been able to sleep. Well, sleep properly. Sleep like I'm used to. My circadian rhythm is out of whack. It's out of sorts. You know, actually years ago, I became an insomniac. And my dad, who's been a severe insomniac since he was a child, taught me the power of quiet wakefulness. And he has to do this because he just rarely has a deep slumber. So he, he rests his eyes all night to give the neurons in his mind a rest, yet he doesn't actually fall asleep and he simply surrenders to the fact that it's the hours for shut-eye and does that nearly every single night, he claims. So basically he's just, he, he just meditates through the night, it seems. <laughs> it's something that his doctor way back in the day said was a good second choice if you just can't sleep. And perhaps he learned this before we really emphasize the importance of sleeping. <laughs> yeah, he quiet wakefulness is his thing. But not no not me. I mean, I've experienced that and it's fine. It does its job, but you know, I I want my REM. I want to dream and I want to just surrender into a deep slumber without feeling any sense of time whatsoever. And yeah, sure, I could I could take a drug, I guess, but I obviously won't if it's not natural. <laughs> and not just because, you know, I do always prefer the holistic route, but also I intuitively know that my body doesn't want to go that route when it comes to sleeping. And also perhaps, well, when I was a child, I would have many sleepovers with my childhood best friend, my only friend, and I'd witness in the middle of the night when I'd hear her, these middle of the night effects that Ambien had on her, and it was crazy. She'd wake up with an entire painting on her wall, covered with trees and fairies, and she has like a very specific style of painting, so it was clearly her. You know, she would basically sleep paint. Or I'd see her sleepwalking somewhere, eyes completely open, but not conscious or present by any means whatsoever. And it, it was honestly freaky. It seemed like she was possessed or something. So I figured maybe I just, I won't go the ambient route or any sort of sleeping drug route if it opens me up to the possibility of not being the soul in control of my own body. Plus, my preference is 
honestly just the natural remedies. Surprise, surprise, I know, but I do have some go-tos. I have a few breathing techniques in my pocket that honestly have never failed me before until now. Or I'll read something that's kind of boring. <laughs> and I love taking calm magnesium powder or CBD oil, chamomile tea, or passion flower or valerian fruit. And then if I can't sleep, sometimes I just know that I need to just go right using stream of consciousness, letting whatever is on my mind onto the paper, and then I can usually sleep with ease. Or I'll turn on some YouTube meditative sleep music, which some of their playlists are like eight hours long. I've been doing all the things. Those will work for me a lot of the time. Not, no, I guess not, not lately. <laughs> not since this moon, which is fine because I've decided to take my dad's approach and just surrender into it. Just surrender into those quiet hours because there's clearly a greater reason why I'm supposed to be awake at that time. So I'm, I'm just surrendering to it. And as I do that, <laughs> I wake up feeling so good instead of frustrated that I didn't get quality sleep. That's just life that happens in life. We go through different seasons and I'm sure I'll flow back into my early nights and wake up in my early, early bird mornings because around 5 a.m. is like my favorite time of day, but to wake up, not to fall asleep. And so I just felt called to share this because I have an inkling of a feeling that many of you may be experiencing it too as we're so connected. And if so, just know it's only the season of life. It's only temporary. And just simply surrender to the silence of that hour because you're likely experiencing it, honestly, a dramatic energetic shift and spiritual awakening. And so you can use those hours to just be and allow the deeper intelligence within you to work its magic which can be extra powerful during those sensitive wee hours of the morning where everybody else is asleep but you quite powerful indeed and in fact some of the most creative works have emerged during those hours so who knows what you're going to be going through but surrender to it now this is gonna be a little bit of a long intro, by the way, but what's new? So now I'm really excited to introduce today's magical guest, Erin Claire Jones. And I honestly found her through, I think it was either Well and Good or Nylon. When I heard what she had to say, when I read what she had to say, something about her messaging deeply resonated with me. So I honored my pulse to reach out and I'm so happy that she is the human design reader that is coming on this episode because the niche of human design that Erin is placing her thumbprint on is, well, very aligned with her projector self. Also, the way she guides us is very powerful. I'm also a projector, by the way. And if you're not familiar with the human types, well, you'll know more as you listen. You may be a projector, a reflector, manifester, manifesting generator, or a generator. And in fact, you may even be able to tell which one you are just by listening. What I also love is that Erin has this niche where she goes deeper into the strategies of each type and what career paths and opportunities are usually best for them to 
lockdown, which is fitting since Erin does happen to be a leadership coach and she helps many leaders and teams step into their highest potential by offering them a blueprint to how they operate so they can perform at the tip tip top of their game, their personal and their professional game. And she's here to help us as individuals as well so we can better understand ourselves and just step into our highest potential in our careers and even in our relationships. But also just a heads up, due to the lack of time because she had a client, she had a hard stop after an hour, so we realized we wanted to expand on even more and we couldn't just end it there. So when I'm back from Bali, I'll be interviewing her for a part two early August to get deeper into the wisdom of human design and how we can leverage our human design for the greatest success. So in the Your Own Magic Secret Facebook group, which the link is in the description, by the way. I will make a post in early August asking for questions or things you'd like to expand on from this combo so we could do a part two. And yeah, I, I thank you in advance for helping out with that episode. <laughs> also, Erin has a gift for you that will only last for a short time, by the way. So after you listen to this, you may want to know more about your own personal design. And Erin is gifting the Soul Tribe their own personal blueprint that elaborates on your human design and more. It's a full comprehensive guide on you and how you are uniquely designed to lead and communicate and cultivate high vibrational relationships and just so much more. So she's gifting the tribe 10% off when you go to erinclairjones.com forward slash blueprint using promo code magic. And the link is in the show notes, but this offer is only available until July 10th. And if I were you, I'd definitely take advantage. I mean, I'm not getting a cut of it or anything. I just think that this is something everybody deserves to know more about themselves in great detail. And if it's hard to afford a human design reader, this is honestly the second best option. And so yeah, July 10th. Also, she's in New York. So I'm assuming 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Keep that in mind. <laughs> And also just a huge shout out to last week's magical guest, Carly Stein, the founder of Beekeepers Naturals, who is sponsoring this episode and just kicking ass and taking names in the bee saving and beekeeping industry, giving us the highest quality mama nature products to improve our mind and our body while simultaneously saving the bees and mama earth. I am bringing my propolis spray with me to Bali 100% to protect me on the plane with its 300 beneficial vitamins, minerals, and compounds. And I have faith it will even prevent the notorious Bali belly. It is truly nature's antibiotic. And like I said earlier, you know how I feel about taking other medicines that are not natural. So I'd like to go the natural antibiotic route and have propolis. Plus, you may be interested in trying their vegan pharmacy products or their bee-powered hive superfood complex with all the superfoods of the hive to fuel your mind. So Beekeepers Naturals are gifting the Yomis 15% off your purchase when you go to beekeepersnaturals.com 
slash your own magic. The link is in the show notes for spelling and all that. So check that out. And that's beekeepersnaturals.com slash your own magic for 15% off your bee saving order. quick shout out and thank you to the yummy review of the week and that is gina cabrera i've been listening to this podcast since it first came out the energy it emits just gets stronger and stronger raquel has such a soothing and beautiful voice you can literally feel her energy as she speaks this podcast is definitely my absolute favorite and it's the podcast that got me into listening to podcasts and now i'm addicted haha <laughs> I'm so grateful for Yom and for all the beautiful people who come on and speak their truth. It's truly so powerful and healing for me. I learned so much and my consciousness has expanded immensely since listening to this podcast. So thank you, Raquel, for being such a pure channel for us. Blessings. Aho. Prayer, heart, and fairy emojis. (laughs) Aho, Gina. Yes. Well, I can tell, I can feel that this was a true soulful and heartfelt note from you from your highest self and i'm so grateful and also you're welcome for making you a podcast addict (laughs) i'm one too i get it and there is a large sea of of just amazing podcasts out there and my go-to's i binge listen to all the time too but Again, because there are so many, Gina, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I am beyond grateful to be your go-to, too, since the beginning. It's really such an honor to be part of your spiritual journey in some way. And that also goes for all of you who are listening. I'm beyond, beyond thankful for all of you. I can't say that enough, can't express that enough. And so these little love notes in these review sections help me not only get amazing guests on your own magic and sponsorships, but also they really are the greatest gifts for my heart. So thank you. <laughs> and now enough of me. Let's focus on Aaron now. <laughs> and now I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Aaron Claire Jones. Awesome. Amazing. And again, thank you so much for coming on this show. I'm so happy to have you. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. You are absolutely phenomenal. I've been listening to you on some other interviews and I was reading some of your work and there's just something about your message when it comes to human design that I really resonated with. And I was like, I have to have her on the show. Mm, Amazing. Thank you. So the first question that I ask all the Your Own Magic guests, what lights you up the most in this season of your life? I think, honestly, just like the possibility of it all. I think that when I first started studying human design, like no one had any idea what I was talking about. Um, And I just think in the past 10 months, there's been like just a massive awakening and there's far more awareness than there ever was. And like, I just know it's the tip of the iceberg and it's just the beginning Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think it just like gets me really excited because I'm so excited to, you know, work to make this work as accessible as possible and get it out to as many people as possible. And it feels like there's just like endless 
possibility right now and what that could look like. I couldn't agree more. It's only getting started. I'm so excited about that too. And I feel like you are really spreading a message that a lot of people, like more than you can even fathom right now, are going to end up hearing within the next few years. So Yes, yes. Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. And your journey itself is just amazing. So I love stories. I love to hear other people's stories to understand more about why they are the way they are and what led them to do what they're doing today and creating what they create, their magic. So, Erin, before we dive into human design itself, I would love for the Yomis to hear about you and to feel your soul and hear your story and what led you to dedicate your life to human design and helping others understand theirs. Yeah, so... I grew up in Seattle and I think from a very young age, I was always just exploring like many different modalities. You know, I was like hunting out the Shambhala Center in Seattle in high school and going on all sorts of weird meditation retreats. Um, so my family thought I was a little bit nuts. Um, but I started my career by working at a lot of startups and basically working with a lot of amazing people, doing amazing work. But I just discovered that like even though the people were amazing, they just like didn't understand one another. They didn't understand themselves. They didn't know how to work together. And I think mm -hmm. on the side, I had been exploring a lot of different modalities, you know, teaching yoga and Reiki and teaching Kundalini. And just like there was always – I was always kind of on a personal path in that way. But I think I was really seeking ways to integrate sort of my interest in business and the corporate world with like all the sort of personal growth modalities that I was naturally drawn to. Um, yeah. And so when I discovered human design, it was at a transitional point in my life where I had just finished working at a startup and I was like just knew that something like new was coming, but I, I just had to create, a, create the space to really feel into it. But I met somebody at a party in New York, like in the backyard, you know, with pumping music and he looked at my human design um, on his phone and just, it really hit me, you know, he was just saying things about myself that I knew but I just like had never really given myself permission to step into. Yeah. And I think there was something that resonated on such a cellular level. There was just such a knowing from the beginning um, that I was like, there's just something about this system. And the more I, you know, started, and then it was probably another couple months before I started really diving into it. Um, but I think there was just something about it where I was like, I've never found a system that is as practical and as grounded and as actionable as human design. And I think that, I saw the potential to actually bring it into business and to kind of come into businesses like under the guise of like, yes, we're going to make you so much more productive and more efficient and make you more money. But like ultimately it's bringing people more into alignment with who they are in all the ways, you know, with their families and their wives and their husbands. And, and so it just felt like actually such a sneaky, fun path. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just, I hadn't found another system like it. And it was very instant that I was like, you know, I've got to do the work to make this really practical and accessible because I think my first couple of years, like the people talking about it was so complex mm -hmm. and like it was hard to really understand it. And I think part of why there's more awareness now is there's a new wave of people, you know, not just me talking about this in a much more accessible, grounded way. And like people can really access it. 100%. I think it's because people like you are delivering this message where before it just sounded very almost cluttered, convoluted, something that yes. I, when I was very much a skeptic at one point, um, I would, I would just, I would dismiss it completely. Like I used to dismiss astrology. Yeah, I'd be like, no, but now they're actually make it almost pragmatic too, which is very helpful for the skeptical mind. Mm -hmm. and yeah, absolutely. 
And I love, of course, you fell into the spiritual healing modalities at such a young age. So clearly you're in alignment with your path for whatever reason as a projector. Yeah, doing my best. (laughs) Yeah. And I also love and honor the fact that you narrowed your niche, your focus even more, and you really help others understand their human design when it comes to career. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is going to help people, like you said, not only with their finances and just their actual career success, but their purpose to be in alignment with their life success. So how can knowing our human design help us with not only our career success, but overall human success? I think that, you know, I I was just reading a quote this weekend. It was by Ray Dalio, who's like a founder of a huge hedge fund, Bridgewater. But he was just like, you know, I think he said something along the lines of like, learn your nature and like build a life that like allows you to align with it. And I just think what human design does is it kind of gives people both the awareness and the tools to understand how they are uniquely wired to operate and like how to really step into it, you know? And I just think the magic of it is that like, we are all so radically different and like human design is the most individualized system I've found and that there are 2 billion different configurations. So like, wow, wait, 2 billion. I knew that there were like at least over a hundred types, but there's only the five main, but wait, there's 2 billion. Yeah. So there's not 2 billion like types. There were 2 billion configurations. So like at the highest, the highest level distinction is five types and then there are different ways of making decisions and then it just keeps getting more specific and more specific and more specific so like you know I worked with like tons of people at this point and like you know there's no two charts where I'm like oh you guys have the same thing right like there might be similarities you know like we're both projectors but like you know our designs themselves are actually very different and so um So yeah, I think what it really does is it just gives us permission to be ourselves. And I always say that. Yeah, it's like not about changing who we are, just giving ourselves permission to step into who we've always been. To step in. And I love that. Learn your nature. It's kind of like astrology in a sense where we have our sun sign, right? So just to keep it simple for the majority to comprehend. But then if we really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, it's best to really learn about all our planetary zodiac signs. Because honestly, I didn't fully connect with my Leah 100%. So that's why I didn't believe in astrology till I was able to dive more deeply into it. And I was like, whoa, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it now. And so I think that's so great to know that, yeah, you have your overall main, but then there's so much more to it. There's so much more to you. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point because I'll, you know, for those unfamiliar with human design, oh, and if you want to look yours up, you need your exact time, date, and place of birth. But um, you can look yours up at erinclairjones.com slash look up if you want to follow along. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay. But what I was going to say is that, you know, the majority of people are either generators or manifesting generators. And often people will be like, you know, I'm a generator. I'm so boring. I'm like fitting with the rest of the people. And I'm like, no, no, that is like just the beginning. Yeah. You know, so sometimes people come into a session with this like sense that like they're actually not unique. And it's so the opposite of what human design actually provides. It really gives us like such a language to our uniqueness. So that type is the first piece. And then it just keeps getting more and more specific. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to talk about the main five types. So now yeah. should we do from the rarest to the most common or the most common oh to God, the rarest? You know, we always do common to the most rare. So let's do rarest to the most common. Yeah. It feels Ooh, I love that. Different. Yeah. All right. Who are the reflectors? 
the reflectors. So <laughs> reflectors are about 1% of the population. Yeah, wow. Which feels super rare. But like at this point, because I worked with a lot of people, I, I realize I've met a ton of reflectors because 1% is still actually a lot of people. Ooh, can I interject a second? Yeah. I bet it's also because reflectors are very drawn to this type of understanding, this type of reality. Yes. And so that's probably why you attract a lot of reflectors, I can imagine. Yeah, totally. It was actually so funny the other day. I actually like looked at my database and for fun, I was like, let's just see like what percentage each of the types are. Um, Because I'm curious if it correlates with the percentages that I actually tell the world. And like, it was almost, almost totally in alignment, except I had like way more projectors because I think way more projectors come to me because I am a projector, but like everything else is like pretty accurate. Um, Okay. So reflectors. So reflectors are very unique beings that basically are these amazing mirrors for the rest of us. So they basically take in everything in their environment and in their community and reflect it back. And so what's so amazing is that when you know who those people are, as either part of a company or community, like you really get a sense of the health of the place just based on how that person's showing up. And this person's identity is literally shifting all the time. Like over the course of a month, they're going to have periods where they feel more like a manifester, more like a manifesting generator, more like a projector, more like a generator. The key thing for them is that they don't try to like figure out or like lock into one way of doing things. And they allow themselves to kind of be surprised each morning with how they feel because they're very chameleon-like. They're going to feel different around different people. Um, and they're so sensitive to their environment. So, and, and to the extent that like, if they're in an environment that doesn't feel good, like it's hard for things to go well, you know, it's just that like, they're going to take in all that stuff. And so it's so important for them to be in environments that feel good, you know, whether that's just like a coffee shop, an office, a home, a city, and, and kind of being communities that feel right. And the minute that those things start to no longer feel right, really giving themselves permission to go. Um, I'm pretty sure most of us are on the same page when it comes to intending to consume the best of the best and the most natural for the health of our shell and our skin and our mind and our mama earth and even our soul. Plus, some of you listening have, you know, one of those hearts that just also happens to deeply care about the lives of animals, including bees even though they have those stingers. So whether you care about one or both, listen up because this offer is for you. And if you didn't hear the magical episode with powerful woman boss, Carly Stein on Bees and Biz, well, after this episode, definitely go listen to that. Her company, Beekeepers Naturals, was born from her introduction to the powers of nature's antibiotic propolis, which literally saved her life. And now she has a twofold mission to improve our human's health while also saving the bees. And in case you didn't know, many colonies are endangered and disappearing every year by 25 to 30 percent and we need bees we need bees in order to survive ourselves so if buying high quality honey from a company that only has humane practices be Keepers Naturals is the way to go as they also only produce on lands without pesticides. So pretty much everywhere I go, I will be carrying one little thing with me, my propolis throat spray. And I will definitely be bringing it on all of my travels this year as I want to A, prevent me from most all diseases that could be floating around in the small airship with sick humans and uh, B, have a beast of an immune system in case I eat or drink 
anything that is, you know, not so pure. And I definitely have experienced India and Bali Belly. I don't want that again. So thank you Propolis for existing because Propolis has 300 beneficial vitamins, minerals, and compounds and is nicknamed nature's antibiotic. I also think Beekeepers Naturals is onto something with their BLXR fuel that has royal jelly, which has natural nootropics. And this product is queen for anybody trying to lay off coffee or just need a caffeine-free source to fight brain fog, hack productivity, and naturally support memory, focus, and energy tenfold. Beekeepers Naturals also has raw honey, bee pollen, and a combination of all the things along with other superfoods like cacao and high-potency hemp. I mean, this ad has been long enough, but I could truly spend an hour talking about the biohacking benefits of all their products, but um, hey, got an episode for that episode 109 so beekeepers naturals are gifting the soul tribe 15% off your purchase when you go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash your own magic that's b-e-e-k-e-e-p-e-r-s-n-a-t-u-r-a-l-s.com forward slash magic link is in the show notes for 15% off your bee saving order now on with the show one reflector I know. Um, she's been on this podcast. In fact, I think she's going to have her other episode next week, Jordan Younger. Oh, cool. You might know. She's, yeah, she's a reflector. And she really mirrors to me so much about my own self when she goes to these different stages. And I'm like, oh, I get it. You're such a reflector. It's wild. And they're such teachers, you know? And I think yeah. it's been so powerful. And I've you know, discovered that I'm working with reflectors because like they're actually so wise and they have this like amazing kind of objective assessment and like evaluation of what's going on. And so they're really here to kind of be invited in to share their wisdom and like be invited in and kind of initiated into kind of being as wise and um, powerful as they are. Um, Beautiful. And what's so, so their strategy, every type will have a strategy and their strategy is about kind of waiting to be invited in and initiated, but also what's super unique about them is that in terms of making decisions, they're really designed to give themselves like a full lunar cycle. So about 30 days before they make big decisions, it's not always going to take that long. And sometimes you have to wait multiple lunar cycles, you know, but I always think it's so long and then I'll share it with reflectors and they're like, I know totally, of course, I'm like, what? you know, but I had a client a couple weeks ago who was like, um, she met a guy who was a photographer and she was like, this is it. I want to be a photographer. I'm in like, this is my career. And then like three weeks later, she's like, okay, I'm done with that. On to the next thing. But like, she just needed that full cycle to really check in with herself and be like, is this actually the right thing? Do I still like feel like this is my path? And so they kind of need that period of time to really sample all the different Ah. options. What is like the best type of career for a reflector then? So I think that honestly, a lot of the reflectors that I work with tend to be in like HR functions when they're working in a company, kind of like the chief people officer. I just heard one a couple of days ago that was that. And I think that that's a very powerful place for them to be. I think ideally, you know, they're kind of like, and I've mentioned this before, but um, they would kind of be like right next to the CEO in a company. Right. 
and just kind of like whispering to them like all the things that they see, right. you know, whether it's like that's chief of staff or whatever it is, because they can just like assess what's going on in the company and what's healthy and what's not in a way that no one else can. Now, what if they have their own business and brand? How do they navigate that? I think it's just making sure they have the right support around them. Okay. You know, they're, you know, the reflector I was working with last week too, it's like, she's a really amazing coach, you know, and because she can really reflect back to people exactly where they are, but working with people one-on-one that consistently is a little bit more exhausting for her. And so reflectors can actually be very powerful as group facilitators. And so for her working like as a facilitator of small groups or large groups is like, ideal as long as she gives herself time to kind of empty out and like disconnect from everyone else's stuff. Right. That's so important for them to disconnect from that because I bet they can hold on to energy so long, huh? Yeah. And it can get really confusing if they don't have those boundaries Mm -hmm. of like, oh, this is yours and this is mine. And, you know, often um, reflectors tend to be very connected to nature. I mean, I think it like serves all of us, but like it's such a powerful way to disconnect. And there's a lot of reflectors that like are like competitive swimmers or like do crew or just like play Ah. these sports that actually like allow them to be communing with nature um, on a daily basis, which is like so funny. Yeah. It's interesting how you just kind of end up naturally aligning with whatever your type is. You hopefully discover something. What if you are for whatever reason, out of alignment with your design. Yeah. Well, I think if people are really doing work on themselves, they tend to very naturally align with their design. And again, it's like when I sit with people, it's not about like telling them all this crazy information where they're like, wow, I've never heard of that. They're like, I know, I know, I know. Um, I know this stuff. I just like haven't stepped into it. So I think when they're out of alignment with their design, there's a lot of signs or signatures that can kind of reflect when they're out of alignment. And so it's really just kind of helping them understand all the areas where they can really get the most taken off track so they can start to find their way back. Oh, that's so good to know. It's so good to know because there are all, there are areas in our design, they're called our open centers. And these are basically the areas where we are all kind of uniquely sensitive to taking in other people's stuff. And the key is that we don't make decisions from those places. We don't make decisions from like other people's expectations or fears or emotions or ideas. And we kind of learn how to tap into our own inner decision-making authority is what we call it. Our own in our authority to kind of make decisions that are correct for us every single time. So helping people understand like what it feels like to be connected to that and also where they're the most likely to get taken off track so they can cultivate the awareness and be like, oh, I see I'm in my shadow here. Like, let me move back into my wisdom. And we can find these open centers online, correct? Because Mm -hmm. that is, okay, we'll have to talk about interpreting Mm -hmm. our sign and check it out. So we'll continue to move on through the types first. And then I'm so curious about that. So who's next? Who's next? Okay, so next we have manifestors. All right. Um, And manifestors are amazing. So manifestors are really designed to kind of be very powerful and impactful people. They're actually the only type that's really designed to do the initiating and kind of really get things started. Yeah. They're like really here to get the ball rolling. Not actually always here to do all the work themselves, but like just to get it started. They tend to sometimes be a little bit provocative in their energy. Like their work is to be honestly pretty unapologetic in who they are. Oh, and like yeah. there are some people that are going to like respect them like crazy and other people that are going to be very triggered by them. Um, and so like learning to kind of be in that power because, you know, there is some manifestors I work with that have never felt the permission to kind of be as powerful and impactful as their energy naturally is. So it requires some like retraining to allow that. Um, but often for manifestors, 
autonomy is super important, freedom, not being controlled. These people are not ones that are here to kind of be managed or told what to do. Like they operate best when they kind of can chart their own path. And so, you know, a lot of manifestors I work with, like they're either working independently, you know, and just like starting their own projects. I see a lot of coaches too that are manifestors. Um, but if they're going to work on a company, it's basically making sure that they kind of have their own domain within the company where they're able to kind of like initiate and create and bring things to life and like not have all these boundaries about what they can do or can't do. And so I've managed manifestors before and it's always about like, this is your domain, go do your thing and report back. Oh my gosh. All of this makes so much sense. I'm thinking about one of my best friends, Christina, who started, well, she didn't start, but she was a pioneer in this whole entire raw vegan movement. And she really like everything you just said, except for obviously she doesn't work for anybody so that last part is her yeah it's crazy amazing I love hearing her aligning with that yeah yeah but but also I interpret it when I found out a couple years ago we were in Bali when we found out she was a manifester and I was like oh it makes sense you manifest literally everything you think about but is that really how it works so I think that we all have the capacity to manifest it's just going to look a little bit different for each of us right. like they do have the capacity to bring things into life very quickly once they like you know once they have that inner urge that they're like oh yes I want to initiate this and create this um I think some manifestors that I work with, like they are very powerful manifestors, you know, like they can make things happen in a very special way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we all have different ways of manifesting. Um, so I don't think that like manifestors are the only ones that can manifest at all, <laughs> of obviously. Course. Yeah. More easily, it seems. Like yes. something, it comes. <laughs> and and I think that because most of us are here, we have to wait a little bit longer. We have to yeah. wait to have a natural response to something. We have to wait for an invitation. We have to wait to be initiated in. Whereas like manifestors don't have to wait for anyone or anything. Right. But it's all it's also probably so different for them because there's a part in our chart that kind of tells us about our manifesting type, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. There's a there's a part that basically um, tells us whether or not we're designed to be very specific in our manifestations. So like getting down to the details of exactly what we want to happen or whether we're designed to be a little bit more I, passive is kind of the word, but it doesn't totally reflect it where it's more just like, I want it to feel like this and just being kind of more broad and general and like, allowing the details to be filled in later. I love that description of it because I was, I mean, I've been told it's nonspecific, which apparently my chart says. And so I'm like, oh, I love thinking of the specifics, but I do understand the whole instead of what I'm reaching for is really that feeling. The so. feeling, you know, and like, and it's one of those things where for me, it's always been like, yeah, I'm going to like write down a list or I'm going to like have a sense of a feeling and then I'm going to like throw it all away and see what happens. Yes. <laughs> you know? So just like, kind of like letting it take shape. And I do think, what I found in my life, I'm nonspecific as well, is that like I honestly can never anticipate what comes next. Oh, yeah. Like I can have a sense of being like ready to level up or I want – like I remember with human design, honestly, like two or three months before I discovered it, I was just like I really like want to be on the cutting edge of a thing. Mm. Like I want a, a new system and I just like and – I, and I had no – it was one of those things that I said out loud and it sounded totally nuts. But it was like I was like I feel like it's going to all make sense later. You know, and it's one of those things that I couldn't have actually like sought it out. It just like showed up and I was like, oh, done. Wow. This is what it is. Wow. And also, I mean, you are a projector, so it did just kind of come to you in a sense, which is beautiful. It truly did. Yeah. My And my first teacher, you know, he'd been the guy who introduced it to me and was my business partner. 
and teacher, he, you know, invited me into it very explicitly, obviously, because he was a practitioner of human design. But like the minute I was just like reacted to it, he's like, this is like your system, like, please come in and build this with me. And I'm like, okay, you know. Um, oh my so. gosh. And I'm so glad you trusted. I'm so glad that you trusted that, yeah. that the time you discovered it, it really was a bit too far-fetched to most minds, but I mean. It was super far-fetched. I know. Uh. <laughs> I had a feeling, but it was so funny. He's like, you really are like in full trust. And like, I don't, you know, I have many areas in my life where I have a hard time trusting. So that's not like always the case. But I think with human design, I just like was like, this is it. I know this is it. 100%. And I'm sure it'll keep evolving. Oh, but yeah. I, I definitely felt clear on that. I mean, five years down the road, <laughs> just imagine. Who knows? You're, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I was talking about Christina being a pioneer in that movement. It's almost like you're pioneering this because it really is still just scratching the surface yes. into people as they become more awake into the different things that are beyond the physical. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and like people are going to be ready for the different stages. Yeah. Human design is like never, especially as a projector, is like never a thing that I can force on somebody. Right. It's like, you know, and I go into companies where like most people are super excited and like if people are resistant like that's fine you know often those people I will say will end up coming back but like it's just making it available for people so that if they do resonate it's like ready for them when they are right oh I love that so manifest there's one other piece I'll add about them very quickly is that like I said, every type will have a strategy. So like I said, manifestors are here to initiate, but another key piece of their design is all about informing. And so the idea is that for them, once they get clear on something they're going to do to really reflect on who are all the people this decision is going to impact and how can I make sure I let them know? And by informing, it kind of like lets them manifest with a lot more ease and like a lot less resistance. And so for them, again, just like letting people know, really practicing communicating and just kind of keeping people aware of what they're choosing to do. Mm. Um, often that's not a natural thing for a manifester to do, but life becomes a lot easier once they practice it. Good to know. So, yeah. And, and it's helpful for us around manifestors to inform them back. Ah. You know, often they really respond best to that as well. I love knowing about other people's types so I know how to respond to them. And also just I understand them more as far as how they perceive the world. It truly changes the game. It changes whether the it's game. Work, it changes the game. Like whether it's, you know, I've applied it with like every team that I worked with, but also like with my family, with my boyfriend, like it's just changed the game because like I just, there's a, a different level of empathy and understanding of this person and like knowing how to honor not only our own natures, but to honor their nature, yeah. you know? And I think it's very, yeah, it's very revealing. So, and, you know, looking at it, parenting, there's just, it's endless, it's applications. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about projectors. Yeah. So we are both projectors. And so basically projectors are really here to kind of be guides, to be leaders, to be teachers. They're really not here to do like all the like hustling and go, go, going. Um, their energy often operates a little bit better in spurts where like they might have like the energy for a little bit and then the energy disappears. And oh, so, amen. <laughs> uh -oh. yeah, sorry. Do you hear this? Sorry. Yeah. Do you have to okay. take no, off no. the fire? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, don't we, worry about it. Okay, don't worry about it. Let me just it. wait for it to go. Yeah. <laughs> so and also I can edit it out or we can keep it in. It's kind of entertaining. It's pretty funny. Um Okay. Oh, great. Perfect. Um <laughs> so sorry about that team. Okay. So oh, okay. <laughs> um so projectors, um, like I said, they really 
operate better working in spurts. So taking a lot of time to rest, like they're kind of here to teach us, you know, what it looks like to be really successful without like hustling all the time to kind of find more efficient ways of using their energy. They often are like master delegators, um, projectors, like their gift is in really kind of understanding the other and understanding people and kind of what makes them tick and their energy. Um, and so often it's really good for projectors to kind of find a system that really helps them understand people and kind of make themselves available to be invited and to really share it. You know, when we can get really tripped up as projectors is like if we're brought into a company or an opportunity and expected to operate like a generator, you know, we just bring like a very different thing to the table, like able to kind of just like see the energy and the talent and the resources and like know how to maximize things in a way that others can't. And so kind of waiting to be recognized in so we can actually kind of, you know, align with that gift. Wow. That makes, that makes me feel better about also the fact that I'm not, I don't have much of a hustler bone though. Of course, I'm very thankful where I'm at because I've just been following the calls, but that hustler bone, that's, that's not so much me. And so, yeah, which is like, it's so amazing that you're aligned with that because I think we're living in a world of generators. And so most of us like there's a lot of deconditioning to get away from that. Yeah. You know, I was worked at a session with a projector this morning and like, you know, she's known about human design for a while, but it's just like, it's hard to disconnect from that. And our biggest shadow is becoming super overzealous and to take on too much and to not listen to our tiredness and to like just push beyond our boundaries. And so really having those boundaries and like honoring for me, it's really learning how to like honor when I really have the energy for something and like really taking rest when I don't, um, and not trying to do it all myself. And like, having a business partner and people that can support me and doing all the other things. So I can just kind of do the thing that's in my lane. That is the part that I need to work on next. <laughs> yes. I start getting a team because I'm a one man band right now. Yeah. And like, so sometimes as entrepreneurs, we, you know, we can't like delegate immediately, but like when you can really start to practice that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the founder of Human Design Raw would always joke that projectors are meant to work like three hours a day. That's what I do. Um, and like, <laughs> Okay, thank God. Yeah. And I, it's always so funny. I always I'm like, oh, I wonder how people will react. And like projectors are like, that is a dream, you know, and like spend the rest of their time, like really honing their craft. Yeah, and so, exactly. yeah, projectors, you know, operate very differently. So really kind of learning how to tune into that. Well, I kind of see because you said guide teacher and a lot of times, so my actual work work, like you said, might be three day, hours, might be four or five, whatever. It doesn't really go over five, but that's because the, the majority of the other time I am studying my craft, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And just like cultivating it, you know, and like giving yourself permission to do that. And like at, you know, at companies, projectors are like often make the best managers and the best leaders as well. And I think that I've historically felt like um, a little bit guilty because I'm like, it's so much easier for me to like manage people than it is to actually be on the team doing all the doing. But like being like, oh, like, let's just do the things that come naturally and like give ourselves space to kind of cultivate our craft because like that's where we can really have the most value. Mm, That's beautiful. So the strategy for projectors is to wait for an invitation and recognition. So basically people need to be ready for you as a projector. So um, waiting to be invited into opportunities um, and then asking yourself, like, am I authentically recognized in this? And so, you know, this doesn't have to do with like, if you want to study something, you don't need to be invited in um, to study that, but more 
if it's a new job or a romantic relationship or a living situation, making sure you really feel invited and recognized in. Mm. Sorry, invited in and recognized. The relationship part, I understand. The studying part, I understand now. But one thing that I, I do like to take inspired action, if I hear a call, for example, when I emailed you, if I feel that call, if I feel that mm-hmm. ping to take that inspired action to reach out, I'm going to reach mm-hmm. out. I know I'm a projector and I should wait for the invitation. But even though I do get a lot of submissions, I also love to reach out to those who I really want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> okay, you know, good. I think that like, yeah, because I think that like, one, you like you're doing this podcast, people are really receiving it. So like, it, it wouldn't be realistic for you to wait to be invited in to, you know, to like share all these things. Like, I feel like you probably already feel recognized by the work that you're doing. And so once you feel that recognition and invitation, then you can go out and create it. Oh, okay. That makes so, so it's much like, sense. Yeah. Yes. It's not like, Every single little moment, it's more like, do I feel invited in this role? Do I feel recognized? Okay, yes. And like, I think what I found personally is that, especially with building the human design business, is that like, and I actually was like invited in a building. So I built a human design business, you know, with a business partner about three and a half years ago now, four years ago, and then started my own business at the beginning of 2018. And like, even this last one, it was like my boyfriend that was like, it's time for you to like do this on your own and like just just I wouldn't say force but like really was like you like I will initiate you into doing this because it's time and like I kind of needed that jump start to really be like okay yes um but I think what has been important for me as a projector is that it's not designed to be a passive thing it's like not a thing where we're sitting on the couch being like when is it all coming you know it's really about like how can we make ourselves available to be invited in like how can we share about what we're doing in a super authentic way and in a broad way so that the people do that do resonate will come to us that makes me feel so much better because it's so true that I thought when I first heard this and I was like I cannot just sit on my butt all day and expect something and want like I want to I want to be doing something exactly and so and that's why it's like honing our craft and like for us it's harder to like sometimes sell in super like direct ways like for me it's not about reaching out to this company it's more like I'm going to send out a newsletter or mm-hmm. do an Instagram live or share about what I'm doing in a very broad way that's like just super authentic not trying to sell right. and the people that do resonate will come I love that yeah and I can't be a seller I just I'm not pushy enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> So who, oh yeah, wait, there's the strategy. The strategy. So the strategy is to wait for an invitation and also when that invitation comes to like make sure you're authentically recognized in it. And so, you know, I think it is not just about being invited in, but then asking yourself like, do I feel recognized? Um, And, you know, even a woman I was working with this morning, like she was you know, her fears around making herself visible. And so as a projector, we do have to kind of make ourselves visible so people can actually see us. Ah, yes. I bet it's so easy to have that cloak on for a little bit. Exactly. Who is next? Okay, let's talk about generators and manifesting generators. So, all right, together we're clumping them together. together. We'll separate them, but like they have okay. a, they have the same strategies. So ah. it's good to like talk about them as one and then as two. Gotcha. Um, so basically, these are the people together that kind of naturally have the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and bring things to life. And the most important thing for these people is that they're really doing work that is deeply satisfying to them. Like these people operate best when they're kind of wake up each morning with a full tank of energy, then use that energy in super satisfying ways and then like crash and wake up recharge. And so like these people like are here to lift up the energy of everyone around them, but it requires that they're super lit up by what they're working on. And so, you know, if I'm working with people, generators or MGs that are not excited about like their day job, I always encourage them to 
find something outside of it. You know, it can be very small, like in the morning or the after at night, just like something that does feel like a very engaging and satisfying use of their energy. Because the more satisfied they are by the work that they do, like the more magnetic they become and actually attracting the opportunities to them. Um, and so the difference is manifesting generators tend to move a bit more quickly um, and tend to like have their energy in a lot of things at once. Mm-hmm. So they might kind of pivot quickly from one thing to another, um, you know, or be doing four or five things at once. And that's so normal. Like it's really about just honoring what they have the energy for and then like pivoting as soon as the energy is no longer there for it. I see that. I so see that. But generators, they're not the same way. They don't shift so much, right? They don't shift as much. And like they, it also important for them if their energy is no longer there for something to like allow themselves to move on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So because they're, I mean, we're not meant to do anything forever. <laughs> so like they're probably not, probably not going to pivot you know, as quickly as manifesting generators or maybe not have their energy in all the things at once. They might be a little bit more focused on one at a time. Um, But again, like it is so important that they are energized by what they're working on. And so not kind of forcing themselves to keep working on a thing that just like is no longer giving them life. Mm, What are some like great jobs for them then? You know, it's interesting because like one, this is a lot of people. Um, And so... I think important jobs for them is honestly jobs where they just are really excited about what they're doing, you know? So it can be like a coach, you know, a thing that like where they're super lit up by that. It could be working at a company and like doing marketing and sales or even being a CEO. But again, just like doing something that really is giving them life. And so often when I work with teens, you know, and they have a lot of generators and manifesting generators on their team, it's always you know, encouraging them to make sure that like they really are excited about the job that they're doing. You know, I've worked with a lot of generators and MGs and I'm like, are you, that just are more frustrated than anything in the job that they're doing. And so they're not really like serving their purpose or living into their potential then because they bring so much amazing energy and vitality to a team when they're excited about what they're doing. So I think it's less about a specific job because it could truly be anything um, and more just like, is it just giving them life in all the ways? And that might be like parenting, you know, like it could be something totally, it, it might not always like look as traditional as work, but like they just really are meant to kind of use their energy in super satisfying ways every day. And also like they're really here to kind of build and create and bring things to life. I love that. And I love it for them to know, like, just do what excites you. I mean, that's really for everybody, but some people they'll hear that they're a generator and they're like what 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 do I even do I don't understand because it seems so vague yes but at the same time there's so there's so much beauty to a generator yes exactly and do what you love can sometimes feel like a little bit like just generic but it's actually so important you know and like and just for them to take inventory of like always be taking inventory each day being like what are the things that I did today that like lit me up the most you know, what are the things that I did that are like the most draining? And I think why it's important is that because generators and manifesting generators are like these natural resources of energy, people can take advantage of it. You know, they can feel that energy and want to like use it. And so for them to have those boundaries of like, you know what, I'm not available to hang out (laughs) or I'm not available to like participate in this project. And so just like really having those boundaries so they can get very clear in each decision of like, does this light me up or does it not? Which I can sure it would be hard for them because they might, a lot of them could be people pleasers, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's one of the shadows of it is like over committing, uh, saying yes to everything, kind of like, becoming super vulnerable to just like taking care of everyone else's needs and wants and not really prioritizing it for themselves. Um, 
And so the strategy for both of those types is to wait to respond. And so what I mean by that is basically instead of having an idea and immediately being like, I'm going to go initiate this thing and create this thing, it's actually about allowing life to come to you and to trigger a gut response before you jump into something. So it doesn't need to be an invitation. You know, it's just like allowing anything external to you. It can be a phone call or a text message or like something you see online, but like something that triggers this response. You're like, oh my God, yes, I want to know more. What is that? If it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. I love that, that they just really take the time to honor their own energy, have that self-awareness as to what they will accept and what they can say no to. Exactly. And just like, and one tool that can actually be super useful is if you have generators or manifesting generators in your life, which is probably super likely for a lot of us, is um, learning how to ask them super specific questions that kind of allow Mm. them to tap into that. So, you know, one example that I always use with my partner is that he's a generator and his authority is all about his gut response. So he knows in the moment based on how something feels in his gut. And I think historically he's really struggled when people have asked him open-ended questions. So an example of that would be like, you know, just like on a very personal level, like, you know, where do you want to go for dinner? Or like, what do you think we should do now? Or like, and so for me, it's been like, do you want salmon? Would you like to cook at home? Do you want to go out? Just like things that are like multiple choice, like yes, no, simple questions that like allow him to respond in a very visceral way rather than getting in his head and like trying to make sense of it. Okay. This is so good to know. I already, without even knowing their chart, I can picture a lot of generators and manifesting generators in their mind. Will you really distinguish that? Like what is the biggest distinguisher between the two though? I think the biggest distinguisher is that the manifesting generators like tend to move quicker and also like they can wear a bunch of different hats at once. Okay. And so they both are these amazing resources of energy, but manifesting generators are like you know, I'm a mom and I own a dance studio and, you know, I create this and like, I love doing all the things, you know, I worked with a manifesting generator last week who was like, you know, he's just like, he's starting like has basically working on three businesses at once. Wow. And like, he feels super confined having anyone ask him to work on just one thing. Okay. Whereas like generators are kind of probably be a little bit more focused in their energy. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like carrying one thing out. And when they're done with that, then moving on to the next one. Wow, that's amazing that they can do that because I, I know. Fix that. Wow. I would say one more difference is that like manifesting generators often have the ability to kind of see where something's going and like in doing so, like skip some steps along the way. And because they just like race to get there and like it's all about like efficiency. Whereas classic generators like are a little bit more methodical, like they can nail the process, they can do like the step by step by step. So when you're building a team, you want both of those energies present. You know, I worked with teams that are just manifesting generators and like, oh my God, they have like the best juiciest energy, but like there's just so many pieces that have fallen through and like there, so you just like need kind of all the energies present. Like we need each other to like actually fully bring things to life. Yes. And it'll be easy to probably find a generator, a manifesting generator, but if you also need that reflector, that could be as your right hand person, that could be hard to find. Might take more time. Um, basically if you have not yet taken advantage of your own magic's Fabletics offer and you happen to be a yogi or a runner or just active and an athlete in some way, then I am telling you, you are missing out (laughs) as Fabletics has an extra special treat for the Soul Tribe, gifting you two leggings for only $24 at fabletics.com forward slash magic. Okay, wait, there's more. So Sponsorship aside, I actually do pay on my own the monthly VIP membership 
program because, well, obviously I love Fabletics and their quality, but also when I do log on to buy some more yoga clothes, I get an abundance of clothes at an insanely discounted price. So let me tell you about my recent receipt. So I realized I had a few months of VIP dollars and points saved up, and then I was just browsing their sale items and a few of the new, and I just kept adding many to my cart, mostly um, high-waisted yoga pants and uniquely designed sports bras, and I ended up getting 13 items, 13 high-quality, cozy, really cute, as in compliment-worthy items, which, by the way, came to a total of $394.45 plus tax, but then, thanks to my VIP, I actually ended up only paying $26.54, and I got free shipping. Yep, it is kind of worth it, and the listeners of this podcast gets this opportunity too. I just, I love to bin shop yoga clothes because, well, A, right now it's a new season, and B, Fabletics has a sports bra I realized named Raquel, spelled my very, very uncommon way, so I, I had to. I just had to. Plus, I'd like to think that I was Kate Hudson's muse for this sculpt-knit sports bra. <laughs> yeah, I wish. It is time for you to pick up your two pairs. So when you do, I highly recommend one of your pairs be one that I'm actually wearing right now, the Cashel Foldover Pure Luxe Legging. That's a, that's a handful to write down, so I'll just add it to the show notes. So again, at first, try out two leggings for only 24 US dollars at fabletics.com forward slash magic. And I'm sure you can add more to your cart and save loads. And every time you go to shop for new yoga clothes, you will save loads. Again, that's fabletics.com forward slash magic. And now on with the show. So I don't know if you ever listened to Gary Vee. Do you know who he is? I do, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm fascinated. So I listened to some of his talks. And one thing that he brings up that I'm fascinated by, which definitely applies to human design, if people know their design, it would really help, is just the power of self-awareness. And mm-hmm. um, so many beautiful souls today are just applying so much pressure on themselves to do something that may sound great in theory, but honestly may give them too much stress on their soul mm-hmm. because they're it's kind of out of alignment with how they operate, how their design may operate, how their soul operates, what they really intend to do, what their purpose is. And so, you know, he talks about how being an entrepreneur, for example, is just like super hot right now or uh, working your way to be some sort of influencer or something is just super hot right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe they have success in those roles or maybe they don't, but for whatever reason, they're not happy in that role because it's it's just really not in alignment and they don't have the self-awareness enough to realize that it's not mm-hmm. suiting mm-hmm. them. So some people are even, apparently he said, taking their own lives and that's climbing. And that mm-hmm. that's so that's so sad to hear. Yeah. It's almost like knowing your human design and having that self-awareness that you don't have to be this entrepreneur. You can even just help somebody build this team, this dream team, and just build this dream itself is such a great way to serve your purpose. So yeah, I mean, I think one, I think Gary Vee is a projector, which I love. Um, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that I think self-awareness is everything. You know, I think that we often like, 
you know, we often try to like pursue all the things that we're not, or we kind of make ourselves wrong for being who we are. And so like, there's a lot of suffering from that, Yeah. you know, like when we're just trying to be the things that we're not. And so that's like, if I had to like sum up the feeling I feel like in my sessions, what I feel from people is like a real sense of relief Mm -hmm. because I do think that there's just this sense again, we spend a lot of our lives chasing after all the things that we're not. So it's so empowering to have somebody be like, no, no, but this is your magic. Like all the things that you already do and your work is to really step into it. And so I think what I appreciate about human design is that I think it actually gives us a language Mm -hmm. to kind of build that self-awareness and tools to actually align with it. And I think I would say more so now than ever, like I think people are so eager to learn about themselves and really get better. And like, not just the people that are like, you know, probably listening to this podcast who are like already exploring all the modalities and like mm-hmm. super excited, but like also, you know, when I go into companies and no one has any idea what human design is and astrology feels like crazy, like mm-hmm. these people want to get better, you know, yeah. they're super open to like any strategy to do that. And so I think that he's like definitely onto something. And I think similar to what Ray Dalio said, I just think that we're, able to be far more successful when we really understand ourselves our true nature and yeah. our true nature and then we allow ourselves to really align with it even if it doesn't look like the people around us and even if it doesn't look like what we thought it was supposed to yeah. um you know and it was funny raw the founder of human design would like not even joke he was just like i think it'd be so important to kind of equip guidance counselors or people at like career counselors with the with human design so that when people are like considering what career to go into or kind of how best to use their energy to have somebody look at their design and give them real specifics about like you know what you like might feel super recognized in small teams large teams might be a little bit more challenging you know you might be a little bit more entrepreneurial partnerships might be great for you like just like specific stuff that kind of helps people to like find a path that that works for them because often we'll find it it just requires like a whole lot of not finding it until we do Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm sure that helps the companies themselves too because they're like oh wait okay now I get why this is not working out for you Exactly. (laughs) Um, but this will because we love having you around exactly no I've been in um companies where I was kind of brought in and expected to operate like a generator and I just like sucked at it and you know like and but I've also had the people that brought me in also like often really did recognize me so I remember one company where like I was just like trying to be like a generator for like six months and I was just like so burnt out and I remember sitting with the founder and he was like Aaron honestly like your value is just like in being here like you just carry the ethos of this place so like let's hire a team to like do all the work so you can just like be the guide and just be present and I was like that sounds great you know but like it was just such a lesson because it was like oh you know what I can actually work in a way that allows me to be a projector and like that's actually something that offers extraordinary value yes and even if you do do well maybe your soul is saying like no, yeah. no, because I, when the job that I was in before I started doing all this, um, I was doing social media and entertainment, and I, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry so bad, but what with what I was doing, I truly, in my soul, though I was doing a good job at it, supposedly, I did not feel right. I was not happy, and so yes. that says a lot. But that's exactly it, is it's not just like, yes, we can maybe do it. But like, are we going to be happy doing it? And I think that human design, like not only tells you like where you can be the most successful, but also what's going to feel good to you. Right. You know, I've, I've told this story a few times where, you know, people often ask, they're like, you know, do people resist it? Like, do they not believe you? And like, I haven't really had the experience often of it not resonating with people, like actually much at all. But like, I remember sitting with this one guy 
And I just like shared a little bit about his human design. He's like, I don't want it. I don't want that to be my design. And I just like laughed. And I was like, well, how does it feel to operate in the way that you do? And he was like, it doesn't feel good. And I was like, okay, like you can resist your design as much as you'd like. Like you and I can operate like manifestors if we want to. We can do all the initiating. But like the thing is, we're probably going to experience a whole lot more resistance than they do. So it just offers a different path to experiment with to kind of find a way of operating that actually feels a lot more natural to us. Mm, And how nice would that be to just flow into the rhythm (laughs) of your true nature? Mm -hmm. And I do want to circle back to one thing that we talked about. We just touched on for a second in the beginning about open centers. Um, Mm -hmm. Because when I look at my body graph, it can just look like very this intimidating, complicated Picasso or Matisse painting with a lot of black and red arrows. And I'm like, what is going on? And it's hard (laughs) to decipher what everything means. So how can we read our own my body graph chart? And then also what role do the open centers play? Yeah. Well, it's probably going to be a little bit hard to read um, with you. <laughs> but um, but so in human design, there are nine different energy centers. So each of those centers represents a different function in the body and a function in our lives. And when the centers are colored in, doesn't matter the color, it means that's an area of our design that's operating in a very consistent and reliable way. That's where we draw our energy from. The areas that are white in our designs, if we use three different centers, those are the areas where we are actually the most vulnerable. They're really taking in influences from the environment around us. And those are the places where we can get very taken off track. But they're also the places where we're really here in school. Like they're the places where we're here to be wise, you know? And so I present with people, present people kind of the shadow and the wisdom of each so they can just pay attention to where it's showing up in their lives. So like for you, for example, you have an open ego is what we call it, which means the shadow of it. Yeah, me too. The shadow of it is that there can be a tendency to kind of try to prove ourselves or overcommit or overcompensate or make promises um, because like we just like want to prove our worth and keep getting better and better and better. (laughs) But, you know, the wisdom is just like, we're not here to prove ourselves. Like there are some people that are here to do that. We're not here to do that. So like for me with every decision, really asking myself like, where is this coming from? Like, is this coming from a real emotional clarity that like, this is the right thing? Or am I just like trying to prove myself to this like thing or person? Um, yeah. So that's a big one. You know, you, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a big one. It takes us down. And I've had to question myself a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like just, and again, it's not always like, for me, the proving wasn't coming from a bad place. Like I wanted to do all the things and be all the things to all the people. Right. But like I, I couldn't do it. And like I would make promises that I couldn't keep and it just yep, didn't feel good. I do that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and then another big one for you is the open sacral center, which is going to be true for any projector, manifester, or reflector. And that basically is a tendency to just be a little bit overzealous. So like take on too many things to not know when enough is enough in everything, you know, in work and food and sex and all of it. And like to basically like push ourselves too hard and kind of push ourselves past our level of tiredness to try to get things done and try to keep up with the people around us. And so learning how to be in the wisdom of this one is like learning how to like, just like delegate and like working in spurts and like taking a lot of time to rest and like knowing kind of when to pull away from other people's energy because we can get super like amped up and buzzy around a lot of generators and manifesting generators which is amazing but we also might pull away and realize we're actually exhausted so just like knowing that balance because we tend to be very sensitive to just like the energy level of people and places yep that makes so much sense but I definitely feel more tapped into the wisdom of that one which is very good good, but that was hard yeah it feels like you're good at that yeah 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 
So, so yeah, and there's a ton, you know, I think there's just like endless amounts of information in human design and you can probably just like get that sense by looking at the crazy chart. Um, I think the most important thing for every person to know is their type, their strategy and their inner authority. Um, and so we went through the type and strategy today and the inner authority is basically like the different ways there are to make decisions and kind of what you can rely on to kind of consistently enter into opportunities and relationships that are really right for you. Okay. Wait, do you mind elaborate just a slight bit on that one? So help us yeah. make decisions on what we do with yeah. a relationship or? So everything, like there are some people, and this is true for me and you that are designed to really be patient in our decision-making and take time to emotionally process. Uh, so for you and I, like we're not designed to make decisions in the moment. Mm -hmm. We're really designed to kind of give ourselves time to really feel into things before we jump into something. Now, is that all projectors or is that just like nope. depending on, okay, yeah. So you get that from your chart. Yeah. So only if you're emotional, it'll say emotional authority. Uh, um, and then there are some people where it's all about their gut response. Um, where they basically know in the moment if something's correct for them based on how it feels in their gut. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're not getting that full body gut, yes, it either just means it's not the right thing or it's not the right time yet. So that will say, that will be if you're a sacral authority. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you're a splenic authority, it basically means it's all about your intuition. Intuition tends to be very quiet. It's like a whisper or a feeling of resonating with something or not, or like tingles that you feel. And so the work for these people is to just to get quiet enough to like hear their intuition and then just being courageous enough to act once they do. When I hear this, all of those correlate in a sense, because my intuition, I hear it from my gut, but also I am patient depending on what my gut and intuition say. It's interesting. Yeah. And there's going to be like different, these things are all going to play in differently, but our authority is going to be kind of at the top of the hierarchy. So even though like you might have an intuitive hit, it's like, yes, I hear you, but like, I'm not going to make the decision until like I sleep on it and give myself a little bit of space from the decision. Like, I'm so glad you clarified that. that yeah. So much sense. Okay. Because you might have a super gut, strong gut response, but you might also be yeah. emotional. And so you're like, yes, this yeah. feels amazing. But like the people that are emotional are kind of always riding this emotional wave. Yeah. And so there's kind of no truth in the moment. They need to like keep riding the wave to feel like, was that initial instinct still strong enough to move forward with? Oh, 100%. That makes sense. Good to know. Yeah. Well, I know we only have three minutes. So um. yeah. Let me just tell you the names really quickly. So people know, I don't feel left out. Um, there are some people that are designed to make decisions like through their ego and just like asking themselves, like what's in it for me, you know, like being kind of like consciously selfish in their decision-making to make sure a decision takes care of them. Um, then there are some people that are designed to kind of just like allow themselves to speak and all of a sudden like the truth will just plop out. And then there are some people where it's all about being in an environment that actually feels good to them. And then in that environment, allowing themselves to speak and kind of surrounding themselves by people that they trust. And where do we find this in our chart? Like, what is that? That's going to say inner authority. Okay, inner authority. Okay. Yes. Good to know. I'm sure everybody is like going to dive in. I have your link in the show notes. Okay, perfect. So one last question that I ask all the Euromagic guests. Yes. How would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? I think honestly, just entrusting yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that it's so easy to be bombarded by like all the ideas of who we think we are and who we think we should be. And so like what I love about human design is it just taps us back into ourselves, yeah. you know? And so I think just like trusting that like 
your body knows things that you can't totally conceive with your mind. And so like learning how to tap into that and really honor it. Mm, that's so true. And that's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Erin. Where can everyone connect with you online and everything? Yeah. <laughs> so my website is Erin Claire Jones and that's my Instagram too. Um, and I do private sessions, but I also have an offering called Blueprint, which is um, a 30 page PDF based on your unique design that kind of gives you all the information you need and tools to get started. So Ooh. that's an amazing place to begin. And we can do a discount for your listeners too. <gasps> really? Okay. Well, I'll put, I'll make sure to put that in the intro and in the show notes, whatever it ends up being. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. Erin, you have to come back on. We, I feel like there's so much more. I, I, know. Dive in with you. I, I, I feel like we honestly just like hit the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I know. Okay. 100%. You're coming back on. We're doing a part two this summer. Okay, good. And perfect. Love that. Thank you so much, Erin. And Tribe, do not forget that offer that I talked about in the introduction. Erin is gifting you 10% off her blueprint, which, by the way, it's a full comprehensive guide on you and how you are uniquely designed to lead, communicate, cultivate high vibrational relationships, and so much more your unique human design. She's gifting the tribe 10% off when you go to erinclairjones.com forward slash blueprint and make sure to enter the discount code magic at checkout. The link is in the show notes and this offer does expire July 10th. So make sure to get it before 11.59 Eastern Standard Time hits on July 10th. I highly recommend it for you. Thank you, Erin. That magical episode felt so good. It felt, well, magical. (laughs) I hope that you feel more expanded in some way, in many ways. And feel free to say hi to me and other listeners of the podcast, other like-minded individuals who are all into this kind of stuff at Your Own Magic Facebook group. It's a secret Facebook group. The link for that is in the show notes. And then keep an eye out for upcoming Your Own Magic retreats. Then also perhaps sign up for some guided meditations when you go to yourownmagic.life. The Soul Tribe exclusive site is $44.44 US dollars, by the way. But for an entire lifetime, I'm not going to charge you yearly anymore. Not going to charge you monthly unless you've been grandfathered in. But for $44.44, for life or for however long this site exists, (laughs) you get not only these guided meditations, but also many spiritual tools and rituals along with many soul expanding journalings to really listen in, tap into your divine guidance and listen to your guidance team for direction. And the most important thing is to really listen to your soul. That's something that I do in the mornings to increase my creativity and raise my frequency to welcome so much beauty and abundance throughout my day. And even if you don't sign up, I'm I'm just telling you, spend the mornings for you or if you're a night owl, spend time at night for you to unplug and tune inward and tap into divine guidance. Late, late nights, early, early mornings are the time where you can receive so much magic. Well, that's all my loves, my yomis, my soul fam. I hope you have a magical day.